0: And many of us have grown up in those households where women have been encouraged to keep be small, to keep our voices down, and to um, you know be pretty and soft and always available and always happy. And that's kind of bullshit. It's BS, right um right? Go back. We, so what we do is we end up journey back to sometimes that origin point, that first time that you that you were told to go sit in
1: the corner and be quiet. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, my name is Kim Peek, and I am the author of Holistic Endurance Training, The Integrated Approach to Thriving as an Athlete. You can learn more about me and my coaching services at www.crushingmygoals.com. Today's guest covers another topic that could be affecting a lot of people right now as we all reach the point of COVID burnout. How do you pour from an empty cup? How do you fulfill all the roles you play in life when you are so depleted that there's nothing else left to give? In this episode, I talk with Jocelyn Bellows, a life coach who wants to show you how to choose yourself first. She says, I believe in a world where men and women can break up with their old ways of being, stories that are no longer serving, breaking energetic ties with people and ideas to wake up to a being of joy and light and crafting a life on your own terms, growing and expanding into the person you were always meant to be. In 2017, she made the decision to dissolve her marriage. The day she proclaimed that she was leaving and in the months to come, she began a journey of self-discovery. She discovered what she loved and to find the joy she wanted to bring into her own life. Now she uses the lessons she learned to help others uncover the layers of stories and mistruths they have told themselves, getting to the roots of rewriting the story. By understanding those base layers and removing the weeds, she helps them make room to plant the new storyline that nourishes their soul and allows them to live a life full of purpose in the beautiful individual they have always intended to be. Now on to the
0: interview. I think many women, especially when they come to motherhood, we've been told, we've been told that you take care of your spouse and you take care of your kids before you take care of yourself. And I'm gonna blow a big old hole through that and say absolutely no way does that work. How do you pour from an empty cup? How do you possibly take care of somebody else when you have nothing to give
1: yeah so you hit this breaking point and Mm -hmm. then you started making some changes in your lives in your life and trying to see what you liked and what made you excited
0: yeah can you talk a little bit about what that process was like absolutely so yes it, it did start from that day that time when we went to preschool that day that was the first day that I was like I am not doing this any longer. And I remember kind of putting it up at what I'd call an energetic wall, even though I could tell you I didn't understand what that meant. I just, that day was the day I decided it doesn't matter what he says to me anymore because now I have another plan for myself. Something is going to be different. I don't know what it's going to look like. It doesn't matter. I am taking a stand today. And I was able to put myself sort of in this, Cocoon for a bit where I had protection and again nothing mattered when I finally when we did finally take that step and filed for divorce it was there was mixture I will tell you there was mixture because I was like there was a part of me that felt like a failure how is it that I couldn't fix it couldn't fix it I couldn't fix the one thing I wanted in my entire life. And then I realized it didn't, it wasn't mine to fix. I could fix, I could take care of me, but I couldn't take care of us. And I made some radical changes very quickly. The first was I decided to never alcohol, at least for, I don't know, six months, at least, uh, because that tied to depression for me, for me, to each their own. So no more alcohol. Signed up for a nutrition program and lost weight, but it wasn't about the weight for me. It was detoxifying my body. So the alcohol it was sort of paired with the alcohol piece. But like, that's easy, you know. I want to start of taking better care of myself. And I was waking up in the morning and drinking, you know, thirty-two ounces of water before I did anything, um, and I started cleaning out my, my body. And then <laughs> through the magic. Of powers greater than me, I stumbled upon a coach. I had no idea what coaching was. Not even if you'd asked me what a life coach was, I had no idea. Um, I'd been in a therapy. I realized that that was not the thing that was working for me. I just I wasn't seeing any radical shifts or changes in my world. So I was like, "All right, what else do I have? Like, what else do I have to lose?" Right? Because I here I was, you know, going through the divorce process um, to make this move. I had had a very conscious conversation with my employer and we parted ways very amicably. So I was now, I had titles removed and I defined myself at that point by what I did. And so here I am no longer a wife and no longer a high powered employee and income wasn't really happening. So now who am I? Mm, What am I supposed to do with my life? So this coach shows up in my world. And I dive in. This is all I focused on for at least three months. Um, my son was still very young and he was in, he was in preschool. Um, somewhere along this path, I, I did pick up a job that I was working from home. So I still had a lot of free time and I didn't really know anybody in my community because we moved across the country. And now my spouse, my former spouse is out of the house. So I have lots of time. <laughs> and I dug in. I was like, look. I'm watching everyone else in the world in my purview, my little space. I was watching everyone else on Facebook having these wonderful lives. Why am I not? And that is going to change. Now it's my turn. Now I get to dive in because there's got to be something pretty great out there. I don't know what it is, but someone else has got it. I'm I'm sure I can capture it. And I just dug in. You know, I allowed my, I really, I was really, really, pursuant to changing things radically. I didn't care what it was going to take. I just knew that I was not going to spend another day dissolving in tears any longer. Just wasn't going to do it. And I wanted to also share that with my son. Like I wanted him to know, look, you got to take care of yourself. And I'm not saying that people aren't allowed to love you. The best thing you can do for yourself is love yourself. The best thing you can do is show up for yourself every single day. And the more that you do that, and the more you allow yourself that possibility, start to watch what happens. And I didn't get that back then. All I knew was I wanted my son to know that the behavior he was witnessing with his mom and dad was not acceptable. That's so all I, I knew. That.
1: We hear this a lot where we talk where people will talk about how you have to learn to love yourself and there's lots of podcasts on self-love and self-care almost to the point where it has become kind of cliche and yeah. I'm not saying that it is, but could you explain a little bit deeper what self-love means so that people can kind of understand?
0: Yeah. And I think everyone has to define that for themselves. Okay. So this is how I will tell you what I do. And I'm, there are days I do it really well. And there are days that I will tell you, I also don't show up for myself. Okay. So I'm not telling you that I have, I, I will tell you I'm still walking on this journey. I'm still on this journey and I will be for a lifetime. Um, early on, I did some pretty radical things. I already talked about the nutrition piece as well. I actually sat down and wrote my values. Hmm. Who do I want to be. And it didn't become, it wasn't something like, oh, I want to do this thing, this thing. Like it it didn't, it didn't come very easily. It came through a couple different exercises that I'd um, done with some other, with my coach and then some other things I was reading about. And so I started with like, who are the people I admire most in my life? And why do I admire them so much? And then there was sort of a trend and there were some pretty specific actions that they were taking or ways that they were living about speaking their truth, about not taking BS from anyone, just some of these very, very core elements. I was like, that's probably some of what I believe, right? That's probably, I like these people because I I believe in that and I, maybe that's what I want. And so as I started to define that, then I was like, okay, if this is the person I want to be, then I actually have to show up as this person. Um, an example of this, and even I'm going to fast forward for a moment. We'll come back. So one of my values is is living in integrity, right? And so I mentioned earlier I have a podcast. Um, I I was a guest on a, a show back just a few. This happens just a few months ago, to be honest. I was a guest on someone else's show, and this person, when they showed up on Zoom, I was like, "Wow, this person's pretty interesting, and he's good looking, and you know, it appears that he's." Single, I'm I'm available. Like I'm single, and I like what he's about. I like how he shows it up, and he fit the he fit the bill to be a guest, an appropriate guest on my show. So I asked him to be on my show, and I will tell you, I knew that I was out of integrity asking him to be on my show because I knew I was using my platform as a reason to get to know this person better. <laughs> I did. And so we had a couple back and forth exchanges, and it was my turn to send him my link to to book my show. And I called myself out. I told him, "I was like, I can't have you on my show." I said, "You're a great person. You fit the bill. This is not you. This is me." And I and I confessed. I flat out told him why and what my motivations had truly been. And I'm really proud of myself for having done that because. In those days in between that I didn't, and I, my back, my lower back, I had pain in my lower back, which is your kidneys, like your release points. My body was literally telling me, uh-uh-uh, you hmm. promised yourself you're gonna live in these values and you are not doing them. And I'm gonna tell you, my body's telling me, uh, no, you gotta, you gotta correct something. And so I course corrected. And this person and I still you know, banter back and forth and like, you know, it's fine. Like once, as soon as I like said it in the world and released it, the pain was gone. And here I am back, living in the the way that I told myself I'm going to be. So I know I'm kind of I'm kind of come back. So values is a way that I I honor myself through self care. Um, it's also making sure that I'm taking care of things that mean something to me. So like when I start to squirrel in depression or anxiety and depression is always about you know living in the past of the things that I don't currently have in my existence and anxiety about like what's going my future going to be looking like and when I get in those two zones which I can fly into very easily by the way I have to go back and say well what are the things that make me feel good right in this moment maybe I always will tell you soccer if I get on the soccer field that always makes me feel good but that's not always available to me so I've noticed for myself, if I read books about spirituality and the fact that we are just a piece of this way larger place existence, that takes all of the pressure off and it brings me back to a place where I'm comfortable. So to me, that's self-care. That's it's awesome. Sometimes, sometimes I turn my phone off for days. It, 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 yeah. You know, it, it differently. Sometimes it's like, I want to have, I want people around me and I tend to be an introvert. I've realized this, but I love people. And so there are times I'm like, I just want to be around people. So if it means I have to like text 10 people and one says yes, so be it, you know?
1: So what would you tell somebody who is having problems in their relationship or somebody who wants to improve their relationship? When somebody comes to you with that type of issue, what is the starting point? Do you start just looking inside at the individual and helping them discover what's important to them and what their values are? Or where do you go
0: with that? Absolutely. A hundred percent. You, you already hit it. Um, I always start with your values always, because even if it's, you know, if, if it's something that you're reflecting and saying, well, my partner's doing X, Y, Z, and I'm not happy with how my partner is showing up, The reason your partner's showing up the way that they're showing up is even though like to each their own everyone's going to have their own way of being it's it's the only person that you can actually do anything with is yourself period you cannot make someone else do anything you cannot force anyone to do anything and if you're even if you think you're forcing someone to do it it really is their decision that <laughs> they may feel pressure to do it and if they feel that pressure it's going to come back to you so I always I always 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 firmly say we start it starts with you. How are you showing up? If you're gonna to continue to put blame on somebody else, what's your contribution to that conversation? Are you allowing this repeat pattern to keep happening? If you're allowing them it, then you are contributing to it. If you're not saying anything and speaking up and saying, Hey, I'm not okay with this, then you have a responsibility. And I, I said that earlier, like I, I really am very careful with how I conversate around my former spouse. He has his own set of things that he has to deal with. They're not me. Those are not me. And the interplay between the two of us is we'd set each other off. So yeah, I knew his buttons and I pushed them. I knew it. I also knew when I backed off, I wasn't honoring me. So ultimately all of it, All of it landed with me. All of it. He has his own set of responsibility and his own response system and his own um, reactions. And, you know, when we have a young child, so we still deal, we still have to interact together. Um, We just had a conversation just the other day about school because school's going to look different Mm -hmm. in the midst of COVID or whatever it is. And, you know, he came at at it very strongly and have this very like demeaning you know, some of the things that I noticed in our marriage and how we communicated. And I will tell you, I vacillated through that conversation. Part of me showed up as, as my old way of being triggered. And then I had to take a step back and I actually ended our conversation. I hung up the phone and I said, uh-uh, because I know where I'm at and I'm just not in a place where I need to be to be open to it. When we re-engage that conversation, Instead of me coming at it in attack mode, I was like, okay, what's really behind this? Like, what are you really feeling?
1: So, what do you do with women who maybe they grew up in a household where you weren't allowed to voice your opinion? You weren't allowed to, you know, and maybe it goes back multiple generations where their mom was raised that way. And so mm-hmm. they just think that women aren't allowed to take charge and have opinions and have their own thoughts and beliefs. How do you help? Somebody find their voice and learn to speak yeah. up for themselves because this is a lot of what you're talking about is finding the courage to, once you know what you want, to speak up.
0: Yeah. So, what I, my work is called journey work. So, we, what we do is actually do a lot of work around the timeline. So, yes, but you, what you point out is incredibly important. Um, and many of us have grown up in those households where women have been encouraged to keep be small to keep our voices down and to, um, you know, be pretty and soft and always available and always happy. And that's kind of bullshit. It's ass, right? Um, go back. We, so what we do is we end up journeying back to sometimes that origin point, that first time that you've, that you were told to go sit in the corner and be quiet. And ch- like this is a, this is a great line. Children, are meant to be seen not heard and girls even more so are meant to be seen not heard so when was that first time that it happened and what we do is we call we actually recall you at that age at that age maybe it was three years old and have a conversation with that three-year-old in your present day and so again we, the journey work is with your eyes closed so we have that conversation of. What did you need? Who did you need to? Who do you need to be today for that? To let your three-year-old self know that you are okay. What, is the, what are the words that you need to say? I don't have your words, Kim. I don't have your words. I only have my words to tell myself at three years old. But guess what? I'm 43. I have a home. I have friends. I am fine. I survived. I survived a divorce, <laughs> I survived a move, I've had multiple careers and my life keeps expanding. Whatever those words are that feel encouraging, show that young child, that inner, that little girl, that you were safe and that you were, you love them for who, and you understand that, that at three years old, that's all you knew and you know differently now. And we have a very, we have a very open conversation with that three-year-old and when we feel complete with that conversation we bring that three-year-old into our, per- our present day self because we are all that person and it, it guaranteed i mean when you have these pattern behaviors of past and generational work it happened at three it happened at 10 it happened at 14 it happened at 16 it happened in your first real relationship like it didn't happen just once it happened once and it repeated until you heal it and it will continue, continue to pattern until you heal it, and it will show up differently. So we, we might bring bring you in at multiple times in your life, and it's not just one session. This will not happen in one session. This happens over over time. Um, and so, yes, for like in session, that's how I talk about it. If I'm talking to one on one, who's not someone who's not quite ready to be there. I I asked them, what's one thing that feels just a little scary for you? Just a little scary for you and go do it. Right. For, for me to, to tell this person, like the podcast person that, Hey, look, I'm out of integrity. I'm pretty bold and I've tested this water a lot. I do. That was terrifying. It was terrifying. And yet, I also knew on the other end of it, I didn't know what his response was going to be. And it didn't matter. In fact, it really didn't matter what his response was going to be. All that mattered was that I knew what I had to communicate. And guess what? I knew I was going to survive. It might not have felt good. It might have felt great. But I'm going to survive. And that was going to be okay. So with women who are in that space, is what is one space where you have just this little bit that you can go into your own confidence and just observe what happens once you've t- taken that step. Did you die? And if they're not ready to actually take that step, whatever that fear might be, is what is the best thing that could happen out of this? If you can imagine the best possibility, maybe it is like, for example, like it's asking, you know, asking your partner, maybe you're in a, a situation where you feel like you, you can't ask your partner for a night to go out with your girlfriends which sounds ridiculous but there are a lot of women who feel that way it's like their guys will come and go as they please and and they don't like they act they actually ask their partner to like hey i'm gonna go out with my girlfriends tonight asking by the way not like advising if there's a difference ask and if it's if before you act, you're comfortable even asking your partner for that space for yourself ask yourself is what's the worst thing that can happen? He says no. And then, well, how does that feel if he says no? Okay. And if he says yes, now what? Now how does that feel? Little. It doesn't have to be these, you know, yes, I'm a breakup to wake up, but I tell you it's it's not necessary about having to leave an external relationship. It's not about that. It's really about embracing who you are, and being okay with who you are in every single moment, every day. Yeah. That's so, some, so, something else you
1: said earlier reminded me of when I was reading one of the Rachel Hollis books. I think it was probably Girl Wash Your Face, because it's been a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this section and just being floored because it was so different than how I think. And she mentioned about how when she's working with women, how many women she interacts with who it's never occurred to them that they can have their own dreams and their own goals or their own desire to start their own business. And
0: I was like, what? Girls, stop apologizing. I wonder if that but not, i stop apologizing. Yeah, it is. Girls, yeah, stop apologizing. Was. Yeah, I think anyway,
1: so. I, it was mm-hmm. just kind of one of those things. And I mean, I think it's all tied into what we're talking about here is like, Women just, I don't know why, why some people don't know, but I, I think it's important for everybody to know that they're entitled to have their own dreams and to follow those dreams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it blows my mind too, right? It blows my mind that people don't realize that they have that, that all of us have that capability to give ourselves permission to do this, giving ourselves permission to do this really. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because even though I actually have not read the book, Girl Stop Apologizing, I'm familiar enough with the, I'm familiar with the, the, the work. Um, that title in and of itself is pretty darn powerful. How many women yeah, right? always apologize? I'm sorry I got in the way. I'm sorry. I'm so- we say it in women more so than men. We say I'm sorry for the most ridiculous things. And so honestly... I'm sorry, it's not even my vocabulary any longer. It just isn't. It is when I have done something that has really hurt somebody. Um, an, an, an unintentionally, intentionally, well, I try not to intentionally hurt anyone, but unintentionally, especially if it's like an unintentional. I didn't realize by me taking this action, it devastated you or it hurt your feelings or it made you feel weak and small. That's when apology is appropriate. But yeah, kind You just of don't throw minutes, it
1: around as a filler word.
0: if I'm five minutes late to something, which occasionally I am, hey, you know, here I am. Let's get going. I don't really like, I acknowledge that I'm late. Hey, I realize I know what you said this time and this happened. Maybe I'll give explanation as to why, but you're not going to hear me apologizing. I'm not. This is where I'm at. And, he, and then, like, this is where, like, going back to what you said about Rachel Hollis and believing that women get to have dreams, like, this is where the value system, like, where I start with my practice is again, who in your world do you admire and why do you admire them so much? Right. And they may not be people, but you actually know, right? It doesn't have to be people, you know. One of mine happens to be Jen Sincero, who read the book You're a Badass. And she, yeah, you probably know, you're familiar with her, her work. Yeah. 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 And I, I met her um, as she was releasing her most recent book about two years ago. I, I had the opportunity to go to a book signing and it was her first night on the, the book tour. And, and I hear I was like, oh my gosh, this amazing, incredible being, right? Forgetting the fact that she's a human, just like, she's, just, just like all of us. She's made up of the same elements as the rest of us. What I admire about her is like she just gets up there and says what she's going to say and doesn't, and she owns it and she owns the stage and I was like and I'll tell you when I met her at the moment when I met her I was like wait that's actually me I'm her in my own I'm not her I'm representing that for myself and you know this is when I at this point I think I just launched my podcast and that was like me speaking my truth and just being saying what I was going to say and it was okay and I didn't really care what anyone else had to comment. It didn't matter, in fact. All that mattered was that I was owning what I had to say. And it felt really good. And, and when I had that reflection while she was up on, you know, in front of this room of 40, 50 people, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like I did it. But you know, it took someone outside of me to say, I have dreams too. She's doing, she's doing her stuff. What am I doing? What am I waiting for? I'm not waiting for a Prince Charming. So, no one else is going to save me. The only person saving me, the only person that gets to do this stuff for me is me. And if someone wants to come on for that ride, that wants to lift me up and say, hey, good job, awesome. <laughs> no one else can do it. Nobody else can do it. I get to do it. So, I think and every time I get to, I get to celebrate my, myself for having done it. So, I think that's the perfect time to
1: move into. What does it mean to you to craft life
0: on your own terms? Hmm. Well, I want to go back to these pieces about what do you love the most. So when I start with the values, right, that's a great roadmap, and that is a great way to decide to determine how you're going to decide to live, um, when you're going to say yes and when you're going to say no to people or opportunities. An example of this: Let's just say you're, you know, you've decided. That for a period of time you're no longer you're you going to go dry. You're not going to drink anything, and so I have a lot of friends who've decided this during Corona, especially during the, during this downtime, because they've realized that they don't feel good when they're when they're drunk or when they're hungover. Um, and I had this happen just recently. So they had this person who is in a relationship and relatively new relationship, and really enjoys spending time with their partner. Well, their partner is very social and is out frequently and bars are open again <laughs> at this point. Um, and the invitation came to say, hey, you wanna come hang out with me and my friends to go have a beer? And she decided to go because she wanted to spend time with him. And she came home and she's like, nah, I didn't wanna be there. I didn't wanna be there and I went because I chose I chose this option to spend time with this person but. I, Moreover, the bigger choice was that I decided I wasn't going to drink and I broke that rule to myself and I went and did it anyway. And she felt crappy about it afterwards because she didn't honor her own self, mm-hmm. right? We do this all the time. It's, and like, that's a little piece, but it's just a, it's a piece in that. Um, the choice that she had was that she could have said, hey, i love to spend time with you. This is not the option I want to take and see where that response could have gone. Maybe they could have gone like, oh, maybe this person would choose to spend time with her, that he'd choose to spend time with her, or she just decides to do her own thing and maybe has a great night instead on her own. Um, those are like, these are little things. Uh, the bigger piece is, and I don't know if you can sort of see it behind me, and I know this is just be an audio, but I have, I do a vision board every year. And that vision board is really, yeah, I see yours. So the vision board is a great way to like, what are the goals, what are the things that you wanna do in this year, in this calendar year for yourself? And be really like dream big. What is it that you really, really, really want? Like for me, one of the things that I, I wanna do is write a book, right? I I've wanted to, so of have played around this for a while. Um, so I put a book, on my picture of a book on my vision board. I don't know how that's going to show up. I don't know what ways it's going to happen. I know that at some point it will. I just know that. Um, so dream big. Dream really big. This is actually, actually I'm going to jump into another exercise. Beyond just doing the vision board of like finding imagery, there's this is great little exercise I do where we, and I've done this for myself and so this is why I've taken it into my practice, is draw draw out your desired reality. not not go find pictures from other people or from magazines, draw it for yourself. It comes from your own creativity. Get your crayons out, get your markers out. The more colorful, the better. Um, But draw out what it is that you want your life to look like. Then on another piece of paper, draw out what it is that your life really looks like. So let's just say, um, you know, you're you're job hunting and maybe you're currently out of work because gosh, we know that that's a lot of what's happening in this current world right now. So your current reality is maybe your calendar's kind of empty, right? But your desired realities have things going on in your calendar every single day. So your current reality could be a calendar with like a couple things in it. And your desired reality is a calendar with, you know, days full every day, right? So you draw out your, your desired reality, you draw out your current reality. And in the middle, what are the three things that need to happen? to move yourself from A to B. So is it, do you need to forgive yourself for because you're judging yourself because you're in this place that you didn't want to be? Do you need to do that? Do you need to forgive a partner or a spouse or someone from your past? That might be a great one. It is it that you have to surrender to what's actually happening in your space? Like stop judging yourself for where you are. And what's and like for a third one could be taking action, taking one small action every day that's going to move you closer to that desired reality. Put that somewhere you see it every single day. You don't have to put it into like what am I doing when it's there. Part of it is the cognition, and the visual, right there. Like for my own, one of them for my own is I have for my my desired reality. I have a the, the earth, and I have a plane. Now, obviously, we can't be flying right now, right? And I realized this just today with my podcast, I've interviewed not only really have I interviewed people around the world, I am actually guesting on other shows around the world. Yeah. And just yesterday, I was speaking with a woman who is sailing around the world right now, by the way. And in the half hour conversation, we generated the next big project that we're gonna work on together. And that's going to include women from around the world. Now, I didn't have, I wasn't married to what around the world meant. I just knew that I wanted to have some international something. Mm-hmm. I had some idea of what I wanted and it's, it's iterating differently than I expected. But I also released, I was unattached to what the solid solidity of that was going to be. I was attached that it was going to be something. And here it is. It's happening. It's happening.
1: Yeah, I love stuff like that. It's very cool. Yeah. So tell everybody how they can find you and what kinds of things you offer if they want to work with you.
0: Absolutely. So you can find me on uh, two places are great places to find me on Facebook at jocelyn.bellows Whitehead or on LinkedIn at Bellows. Um, I also have Instagram at What's Your Leap, and that's where you can also find details and all three places you can find details to also not only find me for my coaching and also find me on podcast. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching for three, minimum of three months, three months, six months, one year long programs on the one-on-one. Um, I also have an online workshop that that is ongoing. And so it's a three-part series. A little bit about what we talked about today. So it's a three-part, right? It's called Leaping. limitation to liberation and we're going to focus on defining your values embracing your own vulnerability and and then finally drawing your vision and realizing your vision into your reality and forthcoming starting in october we'll be creating a i'm in the process of creating a panel uh series and this is sort of what i just nodded to um a panel series where we're going to bring women together to talk about women's empowerment how do we how do we find our voice how do we keep our voice and how do we still maintain our divine feminine within that but how do we step through that veil of fear into being the person that we want to be
1: very cool well thank you so much for being on the show i hope you enjoyed that interview with jocelyn bellows to summarize here are a few of the highlights from this interview finding your passion isn't just about careers and money it's about finding your authentic self that part of yourself you've buried beneath other people's needs. If you are unhappy with an aspect of your life, break up with your old ways of being and stories that are no longer serving you. Break energetic ties with people and ideas that no longer serve you and craft life on your own terms so you can become the person you are always meant to be. The best thing you can do is show up for yourself every day, Discover your values and live out your values every day. And think about what you want your life to look like and take action toward those values every day. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com com or on all social media as at sign power of run if you liked this episode be sure to give the podcast some love over on itunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that i can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show power up your week and i will catch you next tuesday